Hi everyone, thank you so much for listening in. This is the podcast where you're getting the Gen Z view on current events, issues, noteworthy people, and everything in between. This month on Coffee Talk, we are continuing our second monthly theme dubbed Hype Culture, the Trends, Celebrity, and Media. We'll be taking the first 10 minutes to analyze certain aspects of pop culture and highlight the most interesting for you to join in on the conversation. Of course, we'll have our returning segments later on in the podcast, so we hope you grow along with us. Let's Coffee Talk. Okay, so YouTube stars. You know and love them, or hate them, Uh, but what makes these stars so popular? Stuart Dredge from The Guardian dives into it in his article, Why Are YouTube Stars So Popular? Um, the, this person's name is very uh, hard to pronounce, so I'm not going to try and um, embarrass myself. Uh, but he is in the article, or she, not very sure right now. Um, they are from the University of Southern California, and they conducted a study of 13 to 18-year-olds in the U.S., where they were asked to rate YouTube stars and traditional celebrities. And actually, it turns out that YouTubers held the first five spots. Yeah. So people speculate that this is because of like the intimacy that YouTubers have with their audience. Uh-huh. Uh, so fans can kind of say that they know them personally. Yeah. That's in quotes. <laughs> what do you think about that? Do you like agree with that? I agree with that like almost 100%. Seriously. Oh, okay. Okay, like, yes. Um, I fo- I do follow a lot of YouTubers, mm-hmm. and I can definitely agree. It just it feels like you know that person. Yeah, you're like in their life with them, especially if they vlog. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think vlogging is a big part of it. I think it is a big part of it because you know they have their one channel and then they have their vlog channel, and it kind of takes you through their day. Uh huh. And there's one YouTuber I don't know if I can say her name. I don't know. <laughs> this isn't sponsored, but oh well, I just won't. <laughs> Okay, but she is just like has like a special place in my heart, and I've never even like mm-hmm. met yeah, her like, before, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because like, um, I think the vlogging part of it really pulls people in, and you're like watching their daily lives. You're being kind of included in it because yeah. they're like, "Welcome to my life." Yeah, <laughs> and it's all like that. So I think YouTubers have really capitalized on that. Um, mm-hmm. Personal connection with audiences, um, you know, that's versus someone, a traditional movie star or something. And they always seem to have this sort of like uh, barrier. Um, yeah, and this, yeah, their personal life is separate. Yeah, their, their buffer zone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very um, interesting to see how the landscape has short, sort of shifted to them because mm-hmm. they're, they're obviously very popular now. Yeah. Um, among you know 13 to 18 year olds yeah. and I think that's the future mm-hmm. but then I'm also thinking like with YouTube Red yeah and like that paying, think, yeah they're all doing movies and they're doing yes, shows yes exactly so like they have that but then it seems that they're um, moving on to like movies and like scripted content and stuff mm-hmm. like that so yeah. I I don't know because I mean I guess some YouTubers are content staying like uh, you know, as a vlogger, and then mm-hmm. they're just doing that sort of content. And then some have bigger aspirations and yeah. move on to bigger things. Like, I know one YouTuber, she is she's booking like um, movie roles and like uh-huh. you know, TV show roles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then another very popular one, he was recently on the Disney Channel, or he, yeah, he was on the Disney Channel and he was starring in a show. So, like, it's kind of like that, I think, huh? Weird. Yeah. 
I, yeah, because, like, there's, like, one YouTuber who, you know, I'm not completely sure what it is he does. It's, like, someone that my sister watches mostly. Mm-hmm. But, like, he does just random challenges uh-huh. with his significant other. And he does, like, um, like video game playthroughs sometimes. Yeah. But then he's he's in one of YouTube Red's movies right now. As like the main yeah. characters. So I think he's just like all over the place and kind of like Yeah. That's what I've noticed. You know, yeah. whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah. And like some are comedians, but in just like funny shows. Yeah, because like yeah, I think so YouTubers are like really spreading <clears throat> out into all these different sectors. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I, I feel like they're they're like spreading themselves too thin and they mm-hmm. might be like into or entering a sector that's maybe not their strength. Yeah. Because, like, some YouTubers, I mean, like, I mean, like, there are a lot of YouTubers that are um, writing books, Mm -hmm. but not to say that their books are bad, like, a lot of them are, like, memoirs of their life, um, and sort of like that, so I mean, that's totally fine, and Mm -hmm. everything like that, but then, like, I think there's already such a hype, and they've already built such an audience that they don't have to maybe, like, prove themselves as much when they're entering a new, like, sector of the media industry because uh-huh. like if a youtuber is announcing they're writing a book um it's a if they're a really you know popular youtuber it's pretty much guaranteed that it's gonna be a bestseller yeah even though people don't know how they write or how they if they have the ability to write you know really eloquently and uh-huh. like entertainingly so I think that's sort of... Oh my gosh, that is so true. Yeah, because yeah, like, everyone writes books. Like, literally yes. all of them have, like, a book. Well, not yeah, all a lot of them. Not, not literally. Okay, that's... But... <laughs> not to say that, like, some aren't good, but it's just that their fans already have this preconceived notion that it is good. And, yeah. like, people who aren't don't know. So it's like, yeah, I always yeah, thought that true. was interesting how, like, um, that happens. And that's not to, like... Um, talk down about their successes yeah because they worked very hard for it yeah um but that's just what i thought was interesting <laughs> yeah that's odd i didn't think about it that way one thing that i kind of wonder is like so for traditional celebrities yes if they did shed light on their lives like youtubers did right would their popularity kind of go up as well or do you think, think that like i think so right mm-hmm. because the whole thing about youtubers is that they are much more personal. Yeah. And this is against the backdrop of the traditional celebrity mm-hmm. where there's the buffer zone. Yeah. So I think people have always been interested in the personal lives. Like, that's evident by tabloids and magazines and mm-hmm. gossip mags and yeah. everything like that. So And so then, like, had um, they been, or if traditional celebrities didn't have that buffer, if the things in those tabloids wouldn't be so negative. Yes. Right? Probably. Maybe. But then again, YouTubers have a lot of drama on their own, too. Yeah, so there are a lot true. of negative things about them. So yeah, I think it's just the interest in their personal lives. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun for people to poke <laughs> into it <laughs> and not think about their own. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, like, kind of escapist, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of entertainment's about. So I think that's a part of it. Okay. No, that's true. Just, yeah. Just, different genres, too. It's, yeah, different field. Or yeah. sector, like you said. Right, yeah. I mean, because, like, in the YouTuber space, there's a lot there's a lot of different categories, obviously. And then there's become this... I've noticed there's, like, this backlash, mm-hmm. be, like, against um, the, like, typical roles that YouTubers can take on. Mm-hmm. Like, the beauty guru or, like, um, 
the kind of like frat boy prank war kind of YouTubers. Uh-huh. So, like the audiences, <laughs> I think they're you know this the YouTubers know that their audience is changing mm-hmm. and that it's constantly evolving. So they're like e- evolving themselves. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They're the. I just thought the backlash was interesting. Like, have you noticed that? What do you mean? That, like, there's a lot of channels making fun of them. <laughs> like, uh, like, a like, lot of channels that are making fun of, like, past... Of, um, like, other... Of, like, the typical beauty guru channels. And they're saying, like, they're, like, very basic channels. And, like... Oh, my God. People, um... And then, like, you know, people who want to make their, um... The, uh, make a name in the YouTube world. Mm-hmm. They follow certain, like video like ideas uh-huh. in order to do so because um people who are popular use those videos and they say that's what you have to do to become successful like uh-huh. you know the the best friend tag or the like the boyfriend tag the girlfriend tag so like uh-huh. these like tags and yeah. um following trends in the beauty that was one thing that i was like that makes sense to me they were kind of like um uh ragging on YouTube beauty gurus who were testing out trends in makeup. Uh-huh. And I was like, that that makes sense to me because in order to draw in viewers, you're going to be targeting trendy ideas. Yeah. And so testing out trendy makeup items or beauty items, yeah. that makes sense to me to make a good video. Yeah, and that doesn't seem new. like a problem. Yeah, so... Like, to stay in, like, current, you know? Yeah, so that was... I thought that was... They were talking about how, like, every <laughs> beauty guru, like does the same video just testing it out mm-hmm. and they kind of say the exact same thing uh-huh. um of course there are different views but most of the time it's just trying it out but then i think yeah i don't know where i, was I going can do that. that yeah where you <laughs> <laughs> um i think that's probably based on just you mean how they get to that popular mm-hmm. level yeah, because I think when people view the successful YouTubers, they're thinking, I could be like that. Because mm-hmm. you kind of just need um, a camera and then, like, I guess your personality. Yeah. So I think... Yeah, I think for the, for the beauty guru, then, regardless of, like, the topic that gets, you know, brought up, mm-hmm. it comes down to the person who's making that video, though, you know? Yeah. The person who's in it. That's true, yeah. So, like... But then again, there's this whole thing where people say you can, anybody can be successful on YouTube. It's just that they have to follow certain trends or um, make a viral video and then they'll just get subscribers without producing any meaningful content, kind of like that. Um, But what'd you say of that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think that could work. You don't think so? No. If you made, like, one really good video, you might get, like, subscribers. But right. then if the rest of your content isn't great... Yeah. I think you're going to lose subscribers. I suppose so, yeah. Like, I think, yeah, that's true. A certain YouTuber uh-huh. <laughs> who, like, was doing really well and then suddenly took, like, this turn and started just making very interesting, odd videos. Mm-hmm. Lost a lot of subscribers because, like... Well, his content wasn't really the same, which is fine because, like, people change, right? Yes. But, like, because he, like, kind of stopped what viewers thought was him Mm -hmm. in his videos, um, 
I think he pretty he lost a substantial amount of people. Yeah, who followed him. I guess so. I think it's the audience, mm-hmm. especially on YouTube, that can really make a difference. Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> like as I get older too, you know. Like yeah, that's true. Changes. I mean, there's like some YouTubers that um, have moved on so completely from their um, like video content creation mm-hmm. and have built like made, like beauty empires, mm-hmm. and they just don't make videos anymore. Maybe like once a month, mm-hmm. and some subscribers are actually like angry at them because mm-hmm. they're thinking that you should be making videos for us mm-hmm. like you have been mm-hmm. and it kind of feels like they say that it feels like that they've neglected them as yeah. like their fans of the videos so mm-hmm. like I think that's interesting and an interesting like struggle between the two well it's odd because like that person might have started like that but they have aspirations of their own yes exactly you know? I think that's the argument that a lot of them have they're like well you know we've they've grown and yeah. they've moved on to like a bigger thing mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we can necessarily fault them for that. No, I don't think we can. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I also think about subscribers, and, like, they subscribe for your content on YouTube, mm-hmm. and they're the reason why they got to where they are Yeah. with their support. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Maybe, oh, that too. <laughs> yes. The different views. I don't know. Yeah. So it's like that. That's oh, that's thinking. weird. Huh. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I just think, about, like, there's this one uh, beauty guru who I didn't, like, watch her videos because of her ori- her main channel, because uh-huh. I don't wear makeup <laughs> or yeah. anything, but she's just an amazing person, and I, like, follow her vlogs. Okay. And so, like, she's, I've noticed that in her, like, she's moved on from, like, the beauty side of things, and yeah. she basically just posts vlogs now mm-hmm. of things that are going on in her life. Right. And, like, she did say, like, like I'm sorry, guys, that, like, this is where it's going, but there are so many things that yeah. are going on. It's not like I don't care about this makeup anymore. Right. It's still, like, a part of me, but it's just, as I've gotten older, mm. I, like, have, like, grown away from that. And most of her viewers seem to, like, understand that. Mm-hmm. And I think just love her because of her, <laughs> like me. But, uh-huh. uh, no, I'm trust me, she's, like, an amazing person. She's okay. so great. She, um... Yeah, helps like build schools, and she does. Uh, she's just everywhere. But okay, cool. Anyway, yeah. So I can see that viewers might also understand that, though. So it yeah. just depends on their audience. It's just I what think their a content was mutually beneficial relationship, mm-hmm. and they just both sides have to listen. Yeah. And make sure the other is like supported. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was a. Yeah, interesting discussion. There's a lot more we can delve into YouTubers. Yeah, this you article, guys would like to... Yeah, this article actually brings up another topic that I might bring up for another episode. Okay. The YouTuber, like, voice. <laughs> oh, you are talking about this, They yeah. talk about how, like, YouTubers have a certain voice that they put on that, like, is a trend in them, and, like, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's like a pattern, right? Yes, it is a pattern. That, they, like, that list naturally out draws the... your viewers. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So... Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> but that pretty much concludes um, our uh, themed topic, and it was really fun. <laughs> it was a fun one. <laughs> yeah, that was good. We will move on now, then. Yes. First up on our headlines, we have a topic that is very controversial. 
From BBC, James Gallagher writes the article, Human Embryos Edited to Stop Disease. So this is actually a partnership between American and South Korean scientists. And basically, they have coding here, successfully freed embryos of a piece of faulty DNA that causes deadly heart disease to run in families. Huh. Yes. Okay. So another thing about this, though, is I remember the article saying that so they used uh, a possible technology for this called CRISPR. Yes. Um, and Cas9, probably. Um, and this is really monumental, I think, just because, you know, it directly affects the genes that mm. this baby is going to have for the rest of their lives because it's in such a early stage, right? Uh-huh. Um, but... It kind of worries me a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even though I'm very interested in these things, it worries me a little bit. This, it does relate back to our last week's Healthy Much topic uh-huh. about the designer babies and everything. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's a, I think it's a great breakthrough. Yeah, I do think it's amazing, though, because the, what was it? Um, the heart condition that they were trying to change was, I'm trying to think. Hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Okay, yeah. And it was where, like, tissue on the heart is thicker. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the muscle itself is, like, thicker, so it makes it harder for the heart to pump blood. Okay. So, like, the woman, one woman that they interviewed who had it, uh-huh. she has, like, um, a surgically implanted defibrillator. Oh, in case I see. her heart stops working. Mm-hmm. It was interesting, in her interview, though, she said that she doesn't know if she would really elect to have this done to her child because she knows that she has a 50-50% chance of it happening yeah of okay. like um, her child having it but she said like honestly though it's kind of something that's a part of me that makes her who she is that's her and, argument yeah I and can't. if if it if doing this could lead to different issues could in it? her child yeah they um, although it took out this um, mutation yeah. or this damage um, it damaged other parts of the DNA oh I didn't know it did that yeah so that's bad <laughs> <laughs> and then what I say is so how CRISPR works is like they have this protein that kind of latches onto a strip of RNA and then cuts it mm-hmm. and then where the cut is they add in the programmed DNA right. right and then it just goes but what they did so they did that here but CRISPR didn't like work by just recopying by, like that. Mm-hmm. What it did was actually damage the like the mutated DNA that was for that disease. That's all it did. Ooh. So it actually didn't work in the way that it was supposed to, but it still worked. <laughs> oh wow! But in a different way. Yes. So I guess. So that's the problem with CRISPR now, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the technology could evolve into. Um, just not causing damage. Yeah. I think that's a possibility. Yeah, at a point. Yeah, and this is definitely way far right. in the future. Okay, yeah, now I understand. At first I was like, I was like, why, why wouldn't you want this for your child? Yeah. And, like, the argument that it's a part of, like, you or your family, I think yeah. that's completely bogus. Yeah. But now I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like yeah. interesting. I know because there are a lot of like genetic diseases that are kind of or could be debilitating, right? Yes, yeah. And really, really like impact right 
and I the think it's possible future that yeah. your child could have. Exactly. I think as a like as a parent, you would want to do anything to ensure like the healthy, the health of your child. Yeah. So that's why I was like interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. true. Well, like, that's. I mean, we already talked about this, but just the whole concept of we now having this power to uh-huh. modify these genes within our children. Yeah. It's so um, precarious, mm-hmm. but I think there's the argument that it's a slippery slope, I think. Yeah. But I've learned a little about um, logical fallacies. Uh-huh. So this was something interesting I learned in a college class. It was a seminar, but it was like... <laughs> it was, Fancy it was seminars. About, yeah, like a logical fallacy. You know what? Let me... Let me, I don't have the exact definition, so I guess that means I don't technically understand it fully. Okay. But it's the, um, the argument against, a, like, the argument of a slippery slope. Oh, okay. So this is used a lot in um, politics, really, and, um, like, the arguments like, oh, um, taking away this certain policy is a slippery slope mm-hmm. into something a lot worse. And... That's technically a logical fallacy because just because in the past something happened mm-hmm. where it's like that, it won't happen for this one. So basing your like argument on, or maybe in the past it hasn't happened ever, like mm-hmm. this is the first time it's happened. So basing your argument on something um, like this is unfounded. I actually pulled up the definition, okay. so it's not <laughs> something like random. Um, so basically these... Uh, this is oh so I was right okay so it appeals to like evidence or examples that are not relevant to the argument at hand okay um so like so it says here this argument uses force the threat of force or some other unpleasant backlash to make the audience accept a conclusion mm-hmm. um so you know you hear that in politics a lot yeah and like oh if this is done if this is done then the poverty rate will just, like, skyrocket or something like that. Yeah. That's the threat, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a logical fallacy, and uh, that means it's not, like, based in, like, fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, pulling us back into our topic, <laughs> that's the thing where, yeah. like, we don't know if it will turn into something bad if we continue to develop the technology and just continue along this path. So yeah. I'm putting that out there and saying, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's completely true. And it's not like, yeah, like the, the designer baby thing I think is that, is that like fallacy-ish? Cause like, right. it's not easy to just go in and be like this color. Yeah, like, yeah this, exactly. This, or like it's this very, it's like kind of nose. more complicated than Yeah, that. it's a lot more complicated than I that. I mean, isn't it, even if you do replace certain genes, is there still a chance that they might get the one you didn't select? Is that how the genes work? Um, <laughs> well, like, I guess. <laughs> there are certain levels of chance based on, like, the dominant recessive traits yeah. from the genes from your parents. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if you had, like, two brown eye genes, you still had, like, a 25% chance of getting blue eyes, right? Is that yes. a very simplified version of... Um, this complicated process. Uh, well, wait, you said brown eyes? Yes. And you... Yes. Yeah. If they're both heterozygous. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so there is a small chance. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah, there is that small chance. Right, so, like, I was thinking, even if you 
and that's depending on genes. So, mm-hmm. like, even if you put in, like, the genes for <laughs> brown eyes, is there a chance that they're still not going to develop blue eyes, or not develop brown eyes? You know, I don't know if that editing would happen before or after fertilization. Okay, I, I guess it depends on that, then. Yeah. Yeah. Because... If it was before, then yeah. I think it's I after. After? Right? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> it, from how they describe it, it sounds like they're doing it afterwards. From, to the embryo. Yeah. I think that's how it's going. Which is weird in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. But I think it would be easier before. It would be easier before, but then you don't, have, you don't know for sure if it'll happen. Okay, then maybe that was what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Staying in that skirt. <laughs> well, because, like, yeah, that makes sense because the way they're doing it is a human embryo, right? You said that was being yes, edited. Yeah. And they did say in the article, like, and even if we were able to, like, do this and it worked, we weren't able to edit, like, every cell, obviously. Right. And so there's going to be random copies of different ones. Mm, I guess so. Which is a little concerning. It's a little concerning, yeah. <laughs> Because I don't know how that would, um, I think that would have a really weird effect yeah. later down the road. Even though we do have a lot of like faulty cells in our body as well. And they just kind of oh, terminate. That's true. Oh, well, yeah. Well, we got <laughs> Isn't to... Isn't apoptosis fun? <laughs> anyway. Whatever. Well, we got to move on. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. This might be your same response from last episode, but still let us know. Yeah. <laughs> I... I think it would be really beneficial. Yes, I think know, so too. For some, I agree. for some issues. Yes, <laughs> some issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, so next up, we have some exciting news from the Guardian. Uh-huh. We have confirmation that Olympics twenty twenty eight will be held in Los Angeles, uh-huh. um, and this article um, it goes on to talk about how like it's actually a big step for the city itself um, because it it hasn't been like highly regarded as. Um, a host for the Olympic Games in the past. Um, and I know that... Uh, I think Olympics 2020 is Tokyo. Again? Or did that just happen? Oh, no, but it's been in Tokyo before, hasn't it? Yeah, but it cycles. No, no I know, I know. <laughs> I think so. I think it was Tokyo. <laughs> okay, maybe. I, I have no idea, you so... I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but... Yeah, I think that's interesting how... I don't remember the last time it was in Los Angeles. It was a long time ago, I know that. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, 2020 is in Tokyo. Okay. Yeah. Cool. This is quite in the future. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Well, it takes a while to build things, right? That's true. So, like, yeah, the article also talks about how there's this huge plan for the Olympics and, like, Uh huge stadiums and arenas and everything like that. Yeah. And I remember reading an article, actually, about the aftermath of an Olympics. Yeah. And how it's actually very damaging, because now <laughs> all the buildings they built are not used. Yeah. So they don't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. so they become kind of like wastelands. Yeah. And I thought that was so interesting, how like this big event causes so much damage to an economy and infrastructure. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Oh, like the ones that were in Rio? Right? Have you seen that? Yeah, and then, like yeah. everything's just like growing over. All everything's the Rio. just abandoned. That like, was a mess. It was. <laughs> the a mess. Rio Olympic Games were a mess. I have to say. <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah. I like that. I think it was that one and the ones in Moscow. Right. Uh huh. Where there were there were Olympics in Moscow. I'm sure there yeah, were. Yeah, there were. No, there totally were. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> like how 
this country has to just build up all these like hotels right uh-huh. around the area right. and they have to build all of the facilities and everything and like obviously they're not gonna upkeep forever it's just for that i know like time period i wonder if they have plans for something uh, for the like aftermath of it. yeah and also how much it costs the country it costs a lot to like does it subset the income coming in from the olympics oh uh, is that kind of like the I think that's quote unquote gamble that they kind so. of put up. Yeah, I think that's like they're like, okay, we're accepting it, and they're like, even though we know we might lose a lot of money. Wow, <laughs> which is a big step. It is, especially for that's yeah. a big risk to take. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, back to the article. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty in depth article about Los Angeles uh-huh. um, and its history with the Olympics. Um. And he, like, the author, Rory uh, Carroll, uh-huh. he even says that he, like, dubs it, like, L.A.'s remarkable renaissance because of um, the turnaround the city has had and, you know, it becoming, like, um, the home to lots of celebrities and being a very glamorous place and stuff like that. So he delves into that and how that's kind of the reason why... Um, they were able to host the Olympics or being chose to host the Olympics. So oh, in contrast with how they've in the past in the past they've been viewed. Yeah. Um he says here that um he actually like acknowledges that LA is the most unequal and unaffordable city mm-hmm. in the US. Um so this is a good quote here. He says um LA is an imperfect paradise. Oh interesting. Uh, Yeah, just because of all the homelessness and um, poverty Mm -hmm. in the city, which all cities have. Uh, But it's just interesting that they, um, is it they're chosen or they bid? They bid, I know that, yeah. The cities bid for it, I think. Really? Or the countries do. Wow. Yes. That's interesting. Um, Yeah, I guess I never thought about how that all worked. Yeah, it's it's a big process. I mean, like, (laughs) I was thinking about, like, if we were to have the Olympics here in the U.S., like, where would we have it? Because I was thinking about that before, and I was yeah. like, I really don't know. I mean, I think Los Angeles is the right choice. Because mm. New York is crazy crowded. New York is way too crowded for big stadiums and stuff like... Well, they have big stadiums, but to build new things. Yeah, I think that's they don't have crowded. space. Yeah, so I think oh, gosh. LA makes sense. Can you imagine if they had them in Denver? I can see them in Denver. You can? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That we have like... so much land here, though. To yeah. build on. So it could be like adjacent to Denver, just there. <laughs> like you see this. Like they would call them the Denver Olympics, but you're not really Denver necessarily. I guess. I mean, you you see the skyscrapers and then like nothing. Mm-hmm. So it could just be like next to them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I can see it. Like I feel like Denver could be a good place. <laughs> Although it's in the middle of the country. So like, <laughs> so it would be harder to get Oh, yeah, here. not a very convenient place yeah, to get Yeah, everyone has to, like, fly into Denver and stuff like that. So that and would fly be crazy. And take other flights in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. <gasps> that would be crazy. Direct <laughs> flights to Denver, DIA. Do they do that? They do. They do they some. Do. Yeah. They could do that, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, why not? It's perfect. That's odd. I get... Like, the Olympics have nothing to do with me, and I probably wouldn't even go to them, but... Really? You wouldn't want to go? 
No, there's if too many people there. No, there's too many people there. We should go. No, no. Just thinking about that like, year, spikes anxiety levels. <laughs> I, I want to go just... I probably won't be like that. Like, you can get into sports even though you're not a fan of them. Yeah, no, I'm not... Like, like, I love watching them, mean, like, on TV. It's, it's We should go to, to a game. We should go to an Olympics game one year. Or not one year. It comes, like, every four years yeah. or something. The next... The 2028 oh in my LA. God. We're going <laughs> to... These are the plans. We're gonna make a trip to LA to watch. Oh them. my gosh! Maybe for just a day, you know, okay. and then we'll just go around LA. <laughs> oh gosh! See, that just sounds so hectic. Like it does, a but stadium. like it would, it's an it's experience. It's like why I, I refuse do. to go to one of our college football games. Like at all? <laughs> I mean, you don't want to go to any? I told them I would go to one. Okay, <laughs> you should come to the first one. Okay. Because that's the biggest one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, well, um, anyway. <laughs> we just thought that was an interesting topic. Um, and congratulations, LA, for being the yeah. Olympics 2028. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking now, um, like, one of the guys who's interviewed, like, how LA is or has been seen and is, is still kind of, like, written off as, like, the, uh, what's the, like, like, New York lying down. Yeah. Or, like... Oh, you know? that was interesting. That was an interesting quote. Yeah, I just like it. Yeah, I did. I liked that quote. Well, mm-hmm. not liked it, but I, it, it was piqued <laughs> my interest. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, you know, like there are cities, certain cities within our country that are just seen as, as not as poster childish or Big Apple like, you yeah, know, like true. New York is. They're both very glamorized, LA and yeah. New York. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's just, hmm. Wow. Interesting. All right, well, we're going to have to move on. Okay. Um, but uh, if you have any thoughts on any of these topics that we've discussed, so that's um, the YouTuber phenomenon, the uh, human embryo editing, designer babies, and um, the Olympics 2028, mm-hmm. <laughs> let us know on our social media. Yep. Um, that brings us, then, to our... Questions? questions without answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and we have some interesting, interesting questions we have here. Yeah, this question today. So, why should we respect the dead? Yes, interesting. <laughs> I thought, I was like, I was thinking of my first thought. I was like, yeah, of course we should. Yeah. But then I stepped outside myself and was thinking, what if I was like an alien that didn't do it? Yeah. <laughs> and came to see us doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, if I didn't value doing that, why, how do I understand humans doing it? So I was thinking like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, this makes me think about our history class, our world history class, okay. way back in sophomore year. Yes. When we were talking about, like, development of civilization, or what was it? Yeah, development of, like, civilizations mm-hmm. and how, like, hunter barrier, hunter hunter-gatherer societies kind of started to form first and how those communities formed like proof that they were forming were um like sacrilegious like burial sites right right yeah or like graves and just like that idea maybe so i think if we were all kind of solitary and all lived alone Mm -hmm. the dead actually probably wouldn't even make sense because we're all alone yeah. But because we're all in a community and having known a person, mm-hmm. right? And like 
every not everything about them, but having a connection to them. Yeah. Respecting them after they've moved on is just like what makes sense, actually. I think so. You know, like, like, cause like always having a memory of them. And if yeah. you are not respectful of that memory, yeah, mm-hmm. then it. Yeah, because I think the answer that I will give is that it's because humans have are very emotional creatures. Yeah, so it all comes down to that, I think. That, yeah. And that this person that they've lost, they've had emotional contact, connection with. Mm-hmm. So. I think um, honoring the dead is also is um, uh, like kind of like honoring the relationship you had with them, mm-hmm. and also helping the people who are grieving. Because mm-hmm. I think the whole process of like funerals also is like helping people through that grief, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why people go through them basically to help process that. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people don't. Some people don't care for that. They mm-hmm. just grieve on their own. So like. Yeah. It's interesting how our society has built up. This kind of de- deviates away from the topic of why we should do, but to to how we do it. It's very mm-hmm. interesting how different societies have different ways of doing that too, yeah. of honoring. Because I remember, and this might be a stereotype. <laughs> Louisiana <laughs> does like the jazz kind of sort of um, funerals mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be a happy occasion and mm-hmm. celebrating their life mm-hmm. so they play jazz music throughout the funeral and they kind of just like dance and eat and stuff mm-hmm. um, just to honor their life so I thought and this is versus the typical one which is very sad you know mm-hmm. makes sense of course and so I thought that was interesting that I caught that um, difference yeah between those yeah so it all comes down to like culture culture mm-hmm. um, when my grandfather passed away Oh my god, that was such a hot mess. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Like, yeah, like getting everything together because he had a very traditional Chinese funeral, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was difficult because a lot of the grandchildren who had to be included in it, right? Okay. In the whole ceremony. Right. Did not understand a lot of the customs that were, like, going I, on. I don't understand. And, yeah, like, I've never done that. Um, like, <laughs> we couldn't, like... Like, you could, like, see him, but after the funeral, like, started, like, over, the casket was open, but we were all, like, lined up uh-huh. by age. Oh, wow, okay. So, like, it was, like, all of, so my grandfather was, like, at his casket, and then there were two rows, mm-hmm. and the everyone was put in order by birth, so, like, like the, the eldest son. Oh, wow. And went down, uh-huh. and then after the sons, then it was the daughter. Oh. And then after that was the um, anyone who was married into the family. Mm-hmm. So like the my aunt's husband, and then wow, all of our aunts and my mom, uh-huh. and they were all put in order, uh, corresponding with their husbands, like oh, wow. like rage. Uh-huh. And then after that it was all the grandchildren, uh-huh. who were put in order by age. Okay. And like, there was like so much like praying and like mm. kneeling and standing up and down like oh, oh my gosh it was like Whoa. a lot and I couldn't like it because we were all holding incense okay that's, this whole time and we were like come down it was like oh it was so much wow and I, I never experienced something yeah like I didn't understand like a lot like why right. you know I know everything is very hierarchical mm-hmm. in in that kind of culture but like I'm thinking about that and that like there was so much it felt so like 
sacred. <laughs> mm, okay. Like, like, if you do something wrong, because they're, like, was, like, the main uh, sifu, and then, like, a lot of the monks were there, too, and right. I was just, like, wow. wow. I, <laughs> I was, mean, like, did you appreciate it, all the tradition and custom? I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did, but it was just, like, because you brought up, like, all the different, mm-hmm. you know, we have our traditional American funeral. Yeah. Which deviates a lot from I think so, yeah. <laughs> from the funeral that I experienced for my grandfather yes. versus like one from Louisiana. Yeah. You know, like, I'm sorry if it's not. I don't, yeah, I don't I'm <laughs> I know it's a thing, so Yeah. Yeah. I but, think that's interesting, the Chinese funeral. Yeah. Because I remember my mom talking about she does not like Chinese funerals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't really like um, traditional Chinese custom because she mm-hmm. thinks it's very sexist. Um, and she yeah. just disagrees with it a lot. Yeah. And she says, I really don't support it. Because, like, she was like, you know, when I married, in, when I married, like, her, my dad's family, you know, it was, like, expected for her to, like, just be much more subservient and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So she was like, I don't agree with that. And, um, like, on the topic of, like, ceremonies, mm-hmm. when they had their, they had, like, two marriage wedding ceremonies, like, <laughs> one in the U.S. and then one back in Taiwan. Uh-huh. So she was like, the one in Taiwan was much more traditional. So, like, um, my dad's family is much more traditional mm-hmm. than hers. So they did this whole thing. And, like, yeah. it was very, very Chinese. <laughs> very <laughs> traditional. And, like, she was like, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> it was, like, very interesting. Uh-huh. And she actually, is it, do you wear a certain color during the funeral? Because um, I kind of remember her saying you wear white. Yeah. Instead of black. Yeah, you don't wear black. Right. So Which was really skirt because one some of our cousins obviously showed up in black and like oh. the monks were like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, no, no, no. Oh my gosh. It was actually, yeah, oh, I do remember weird. that. We had to wear white. Yeah, because that's interesting because you wear black in Western culture. Yeah. So my mom was like, it was kind of creepy. <laughs> like everyone wearing white. And she was like, I think it was for her great-grandfather or something mm-hmm. or her grandfather I don't know and she's like yeah it was all white and like everyone was chanting and she's like yeah yeah like, yeah, like that. that and she's like I prefer the western style <laughs> oh my gosh and they did they hand they handed out books like mm. to follow along with the ch- with the oh yeah yeah did you do it well I can't read Chinese <laughs> oh so it was awkward sense. because yeah and so many uh, yeah mm. But yeah, so that that pays a lot of respect. And even that after, so like a, an entire month after, we had to go down to the temple yeah. every weekend and go through that yeah. a very similar thing oh, yeah, over yeah, and over yeah. again. Yeah, like when I visited Taiwan, my dad's side wanted to bring us to uh, my grandfather's on his side. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a grave. It was like, like a, a shrine. Shrine? Yeah, kind of. it was in a mausoleum. Not mausoleum. It was like, a, like, you know, like the like drawers. Yeah. I think with ashes in them, right? Mm-hmm. So he was in one of those. Wait, in a drawer? <laughs> well, it was like a bunch of different. Like, if you imagine like a big drawer and then like, um, oh, where, bodies in there? Where ashes are kept? I think those are ashes or the bodies are kept there. Oh, okay. It's okay. not buried. So that's, yeah, I see what you mean. Like yeah. a tomb? 
to. But not really. Um, yeah, but it's a mul- It's a lot. Like, yeah. you know, huge buildings. So. Yeah, yeah, I see. I know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know, know the name for them. I don't know the body because I don't remember. Oh, well. But, <laughs> yeah, so, like, they wanted us to come and just, like, pay our respects and yeah. um, do that. So yeah. I think that was interesting. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. Yeah, there I guess is. we don't really have space to bury on that tiny island. <laughs> There's not that much space on that island, so yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I can see that. So there, in our yeah. culture anyway, there's a lot of weight on like respecting respect the respect and culture. Yeah, and, and there are like certain days where everyone has to come and like you set up like because the thing is like they're not actually like gone. They're still with you in like right, spirit, yeah, right? Yeah, and which is why, like, when you pray with them, you have there's like fruit at the altar, mm-hmm. or there's like you make vegetarian food. Apparently, they can't have meat, so it's like vegetarian foods that are put in like small dishes, right? That are all placed in front of like their picture yeah, and their name. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, and yes. then incense, and you pray for them for it. Um, yeah. Like. That's also in Japanese culture. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of. Well, this is actually, I think this is a good topic that we could delve into later We on could, yeah, sorry. We're, like we're straying a culture. little bit from why we should respect the dead. But, but yeah, I, I think it's just, just to pay respects. And it just helps everyone yeah. involved in the whole process. And it's nice to feel like they're not gone. Okay, yes, completely, that's true. You yes, know? true. Um, I recently lost someone who... Um, does I don't think they have a traditional grave. They they weren't buried. They um, were cremated, but mm-hmm. they like had donated their body to science first. Oh, okay. And so they sent back cremations later on after. Uh, they, after they're done. Yeah, after they. <laughs> that sounds really bad. That sounds really bad. They have done all their contribute. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I know how to it, but um, and like, his ashes were spread somewhere mm-hmm. uh, I won't say where because that's awkward but um, now you know like it feels like they're just gone because there's no pl- like we did um, like a, a like his favorite hike and then um, not not we didn't spread his ashes like at the hike but like you know we did things like in memory of him yeah and so now every time I do something like that that somehow relates to him like you can feel that he's kind of hit with you yes. with me so yeah which I guess is it, it feels good that's good yeah exactly. rather than feeling like they're just gone yes so I think that's why yeah that and helping people go through that mm-hmm. and just paying our respects so yeah I guess that's our answer mm-hmm. <laughs> for now yeah. um, and that's gonna conclude our whole episode for yeah for this theme topic yeah (laughs) all right uh so remember all of our links will be on our facebook pages notes tab where you can check out the articles and topics we discussed this episode use hashtag coffee talk for comments on any social media we'd love to know what you think about anything we've talked about this episode and ask us some questions using hashtag ask ian ivy for our advice segment at the end of the month we I I want to do that because it's just I think we're good advice givers. <laughs> please don't quote me on that because we might be terrible. But Maybe. I think that's a, that would be a fun segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should definitely like our Facebook page for long form comments. 
that's coffee or facebook.com slash coffee w-e-n-i-v and if you can condense what you got in 140 characters tweet us at coffee w-e-n-i-v subscribe to our youtube channel where we'll be posting snippets of future episodes behind the scenes and some other projects we're planning and you can listen in on future full episodes of coffee talk with ian and ivy on soundcloud um, that's at soundcloud.com slash coffee talk w-e-n-i-v so that's with the talk in there mm-hmm. um, and we're also on TuneIn and a bunch of other um, major podcasting sites yep um, just search our name and we will show up yep um, and all of these links will be in the t- description below and as well as on all of our social media yep so thank you so much for growing along with us today and tuning in to our coffee talk